What's good, Bucket Busters? This is your host, Ro Zapanza, and this is my co-host, the glorious, the notorious, Tim Johnson. Rip City! And this is the Busted Bucket Podcast, locally grown here in Portland, Oregon, the city of roses, the city of bridges, Stumptown PDX. We are a show with no rules, just a couple of friends who so happen to love Portland basketball. Tim Johnson, how you living, my friend? Doing great, man. Living my best life. Man, I am living my best life, too. And, of course, it is a weekend recording pod with JJ from the Bay Area. JJ, how you living, my friend? I'm living the best, too, man. How could I beat that intro from Tim? Come on. <laughs> Amen to that. Whenever he just rips out that Rip City at the top of his lungs, I just imagine, you know, Dame Lillard hitting that game winner, just yelling into the microphone. So I wanted to ask you guys really quickly before we jump in the pod to establish, you know, some tone here. When you two play pickup or when you're playing one-on-one with your buddies, just needed to ask if someone misses the shot or blocks it or airballs it, do you clear on possession or you're clear off brick? And there is a difference. Okay, elaborate a little bit for me by by what you mean by clear by possession. Okay, like clear. taking it beyond the three point arc, right? So say like Tim shoots a J, right? Okay, and he like maybe like airballs it. Can you grab it underneath the rim and just shoot it, <laughs> or do you have to clear it? Nah, nah, you gotta clear it. You gotta clear it. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait what's? I guess. What's a clear to you guys? Is it is it free throw line or is it is it three pointer always? Always three pointer. Three pointer. Yeah, three pointer. You gotta three reset. Pointer. I've I've played with people who like will do that thing where like you airball it and they could just shoot it right away, or if they block you, they just grab, they just gather the block and then they shoot it right away. I'm not really down with that. Like that's it's not cheap. like real basketball. It's cheap. <laughs> that is it's cheap, man. I was watching, you know, uh, the professor's video, and you know he's from Portland, and I've seen some of the dudes that they play with, and they don't clear. And I'm just like, is yeah. this like a local thing, or is this like an unreal <laughs> basketball? You you got to clear it, right? And it has to be the three pointer. You know what? I've I've never, I've never played one on one with anyone that didn't clear it. I will say that. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. I don't know what that is, but he must be playing it's, in a different area that me and Tim were playing in. I think it's unusual. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to call that some unusual basketball. All right. So you youngins <laughs> out there that uh, have been playing the wrong way, listen to yeah. Uncle Tim, Uncle Jay, and Uncle Jun, because <laughs> we know what's up. But anyways, we're, uh, we're black talk, top legends. Yeah, black top legends. <laughs> we're the illest. I was looking at uh, my basketball earlier and, you know, it just brought up a really, you know, interesting point that Kyrie kind of uh, mentioned this week, which is to change the NBA logo. And I wanted to ask our, our co-host here, which are, which is the following. Um, should they, one, change the logo from Jerry West and two if they do change it who would you change it to go ahead Tim who would you rock with I mean Kyrie's talking about changing it to Kobe right yes yeah um I mean first of all I don't think it's that big of a deal like okay I like the NBA logo I think it's classic like it's it's when you when you see the NBA logo, you know what it is. Just like when you see the Jordan brand logo, you know what it is. So like, why? So you you're talking. What you're really talking about is rebranding the NBA, and I don't know if it's necessary. I mean, talking about changing it to Kobe. Yeah, I get that. I get it. It's cool, but like, you're also talking about something that's. To me, in in my mind, I don't know if, if you guys feel any different, but in my mind, it's kind of a trivial pursuit, right? Like, it's is is it really that important? 
if it is like please like i'm all ears i would love to to hear why but like just let it like let it ride man like jerry west is the logo for a reason right they obviously chose him for a reason who cares yeah i i mean i think i think my initial reaction is like don't fix something that's broke mm-hmm. and definitely wait, 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 like wait, wait, NBA... wait. don't fix something that's broke oh my bad <laughs> <laughs> don't fix something that isn't broke <laughs> Thank you. (laughs) With like the Jerry West logo, like after like pondering it a little bit and like trying to figure out why Kyrie Irving and other people would want to see this happen. I think that Kobe Bryant is um, a very important figure, at least for this generation of basketball. Um, especially when you talk about his his passing so early and just overall his impact on all of the players that are on the court currently. I mean, if you ask any of the young players, who did, who did they look up to? I mean, Kobe, LeBron is on everyone's list pretty much. Mm-hmm. And also when you think about the NBA, I mean, there's a there's it's basically dominated by by black players right and then for the logo you've got jerry west white old basketball player i'm sure they don't really have a lot of connection there and i'm sure they would love to see that sort of passing of the torch in their direction as far as as what as it comes to someone that they could relate to better um so i do understand that at the same time i grew up with michael jordan shoes like Tim was saying, if you change the Michael Jordan logo, that would blow my mind. Like I would be like, why, why, why are you doing this now? So I, I get both sides. Um, I'm more on the side of just like, just keep it as it is. Like it's, it's not broken. It's not a, it's not a lame logo. It looks nice. Um, yeah, I think that's where I stand. I think if you're gonna, if you want to honor Kobe's legacy. I think there's probably a different avenue you can take than just trying to make him the, you know, the 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 NBA logo. I think I th- honestly I think that's kind of a cop out, really. It's like you're trying to do something grandiose with with Kobe's name, and I think there's there's I mean his legend speaks for itself, like just on and off the court. And I think you know, putting him, putting his image on the NBA logo isn't gonna do his name any more justice right right so mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. And, and like you said like i get both sides i totally get it um i just i don't know man like like it's for like like what you had said like you grew up seeing that logo knowing exactly what it is like why why rebrand now yeah. like what what is the main reason now so like my Without thing, getting too political, I guess. Yeah, we're not getting too political here, ladies yeah. and gents. Yeah, we're, we're yeah. just talking about what Kyrie was saying, and I kind of wanted to take some of both of your points, which is, you know, if they do change it, and they're they're changing it to Kobe, like, is he even like? I know I might get some hate from this, but is he even like the next the, the person that you make him the logo? It's kind of like uh, oh, crowning him okay. the goat already like when Tupac and Biggie died it was just like they're the goats of hip-hop and like we grew up in that era right Mm -hmm. but like when you think like the younger generation they're gonna be like well Biggie they understand but like Tupac like did he really have that many hits what album is considered classic so on and so forth so like when they said Kobe I said oh yeah you they should definitely change it then I was like well wait are they just gonna give him the title of you know the most iconic quote-unquote logo of all the three major sports or if they Mm. do change it do you give it to the goat which i think is mj you know what i mean (laughs) is that already debate is that controversial 
Tim said Bill Russell. Hey, man. Bill Russell. Long, long, there's a long-standing debate, right, on who the GOAT is. And here's uh-huh. the thing, man. Like, uh-huh. it's different eras, right? Like, you, you can't legitimately pick just one guy that's the greatest of all time. That it's impossible, man. They 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 all played different during different eras. Like MJ was the best of his generation. Kobe was the best of his generation, right? Like like Bill Russell has ten rings. Best of his generation. Oh man, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying so though. I'm- yeah, I mean, I will agree. But they're that they're Bill... all really good basketball players. Yes, and I'm gonna say that. Man, how do I avoid an awkward conversation <laughs> when I talk about Bill Russell and how dominant he was compared to the other plumbers that he may be playing against back in the day? I suppose. I suppose. I mean, you could say the same thing about Will Chamberlain, but they both played around yeah. the same time too. I mean, they both played each other, right? Yes. I want to say that for Michael Jordan's era and his absolute dominance during his era, I think we've never seen someone dominate the basketball court like, like quite like Michael Jordan has. And I think that's also a time where basketball was probably very skilled at that point when Bill Russell was doing it. Man, I, I think this is the argument, right, between Bill can Russell I just and say, MJ. Can I just say, I love getting under your guys' skin because you guys know I love Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> my. Yeah, man. I, it would have to be Jordan. I need to take my blood you. pressure medicine and I don't have blood, <laughs> high blood pressure. I'm going to need some more of this uh, apple juice over here. Dang. All right, but but, yeah, but if I, you did have, if it you had have to, have to be Jordan, man. It had to be. I Jordan. mean, so so the the thing is, like, it that's it's always gonna be an argument, right? Like, there will never ever be a clear cut, yeah, goat in anyone's mind. Well, in everyone's mind, but like as far as like someone yeah, being yeah. crowned the goat, it, it will never happen. <clears throat> For the point that I made is that there are different eras, right? Like, they were the greatest of their time right yeah granted we don't know what ball looked like when bill russell played because we weren't alive yeah right we saw mj completely dominate probably the most entertaining period in basketball yeah with only 28 teams right then you've got then you've got kobe coming in looking very similar to jordan still winning his rings too like yeah like yeah, everyone Shaq always said MVP. it was the second coming of Jordan right anyway I, I feel like I derailed the show with this but <laughs> it's a funny it's 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 a fun and interesting topic to talk about that you can always yeah. revisit right because it's everyone's always gonna say something different okay yeah totally. I need to ask both of you this then which relates to this question of the logo what does LeBron need to do? become the goat unless you think he's the goat already what does he need to do is he there already how how many championships does he have right now four and how many does jordan have i rest my case six six (laughs) so does he he need to have he needs to win he needs to win he needs uh, here's the thing though man like jordan stuck it out with one team and got all his chips Right, mm-hmm. he stuck it out as long as he could for that team. Even when he was forced to retire, he came back yeah. and still won three more. Like it, it for me. That's why he will always be the goat, and LeBron will never be there. Because yeah. LeBron, LeBron was a ring chaser, man. He had to leave to go play with another superstar or two. To get those rings, I know I'm gonna catch a ton of shade for this, <laughs> but that in my mind's eye, that's that's we're where just I gonna be Bring called it. old. That's what it I is. know we're, for real. We're gonna be called bunch, old because bunch of old heads. <laughs> the young bloods, the young bloods really think that LeBron is the goat, and I understand why. Like I get it. You you've watched him, 
you've you've cared about him for a long time. But I mean, we've seen both, right? We've seen Jordan yeah. and LeBron and Magic and, and Bird and Magic. Dude, yeah. and, and, and you know the what? This goes yeah. on. And, and and everyone talks about the Mamba mentality, but yeah. where do you think that Mamba mentality came from? I mean, the originator was Jordan, man. The and triple OG. There was nothing. Yeah, like yeah. there was there was nothing quite like, and, and I don't know if there ever will be anything quite like watching Jordan take over a game, especially during crunch time. Yeah, I mean, I was watching The Last Dance actually not too long ago, and even Kobe Bryant said out of his mouth, he said, people want to ask me all the time, hey, who would win a one-on-one, you or Jordan? And he's like, whoa, 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 pump the brakes. Like, anything you get from me, I got it from him. He's mentored me. I called him all the time. Anything that you see that I do on the court is because he was doing it on the court too. So... Man, if you want to talk about whether or not LeBron James is is the GOAT, you just look at the impact. I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's very timely that Michael Jordan's The Last Dance documentary came out during the pandemic where everyone had to sit down and watch it during probably the twilight of LeBron's career. Because mm-hmm. it kind of reminded everyone of how absolutely dominating Jordan was during his era. I mean, mm-hmm. how many times did LeBron make it to the finals and didn't cut it? He right. lost. And and not not only that, like when you look at LeBron, he should be better than Jordan. He's taller, bigger, faster. Like he he's a physical specimen. He should be better, but I think I think when it comes to the mental game, Jordan always had the edge. Okay. And I don't think LeBron has that. Let me yeah. let me speak on behalf of the, the youth right here. Because I want you guys to counter the some of the arguments, okay? And this is what I love about okay. basketball and this pod, which <laughs> is picking the host brains, right? Alright. Argument number one. Um, ten straight finals. You didn't win them all, though. What, what do you say? Well, what what was his percentage? Okay, that would be forty percent. Forty percent, right? That's an F. And and, and tell us, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and tell us, and tell us what Jordan's percentage was. That would be one hundred. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the biggest the biggest argument. I mean, ten ten straight finals is impressive, but. Was it? Mm-hmm. Like, are we sure it was impressive? Right. Are we sure the East was deep enough to be impressive? Are we sure? Right. I don't think I'm sure. I think every single year, everyone pretty much said, well, Cleveland or Miami or whoever you want to say is going to go to the finals because there's no one to stop them. Mm-hmm. There's no one to stop them. Yeah. Okay. Argument number two, and I'll have Tim take a stab at this, which is... LeBron had stiffer competition, which, which road kind of or Jun kind of just said, which is like, he beat the Warriors to have four future Hall of Famers. Sure, I mean, what's your argument against thing, that? Though. And his like, he beat Garnett. Okay, I'm just Duncan. gonna say something that isn't backed by stats, but more of just growing up watching ball I feel like the talent was better back then I think I think it was a lot it's a lot softer now and I think uh, it's more built around the perimeter game Uh, so you have flashy numbers that you you wouldn't maybe necessarily wouldn't see back in Jordan's era so that's still not going to change my mind. I I don't agree with that. I don't think. I think the competition was actually tougher during Jordan's era. Because yeah, yeah, you may have had a super team in Golden State that Bron had to beat, but look at the teams that that Jordan had to beat just to get to the finals. Ooh, name name drop, name drop for the youngins out there. Well, dude, I mean the Knicks okay. were tough. I mean Johnny Starks, man, good lord. Um, with Patrick Ewing too. Um, I mean, if you just look at how the NBA was shaped, I mean, I don't want to bring this up for Blazer fans, but, you know, 
They could have drafted Michael Jordan, but they didn't. And you know why? Because the NBA was dominated by big men. Mm-hmm. It was dominated by big men. So mm-hmm. if you think about Michael Jeffrey Jordan, Michael Air Jordan, he's basically competing with a lot of bigs who were dominating the sport, who who the, the rules were definitely bent for, right? A more physical play. Hakeem Olajuwon, David Robinson, all those bigs, Patrick Ewing. I mean, talk about the bad boys, too, on the Pistons. The bad boys on the Pistons. Mm-hmm. Absolutely I mean, Jordan, right. Jordan was lucky he didn't end up with a season-ending injury. The rules were not made for Jordan, but he dominated anyway. I mean, what else is there to say, right? All right. Concluding thoughts. Speak, uh, speak, speak. I just want you guys to like. First of all, I didn't know going into this pod we were going to have a discussion about who the goat was. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> totally caught me off guard. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Okay. I, I, I love it. But hey, hey, here, here's, here's my closing statement, if you will. There you go. Uh, the different generations are going to have differing differing opinions of who the goat is right and and really the bottom line is we are so fortunate to be able to have seen michael jordan kobe bryant lebron james Giannis attention kumpo yeah all of these guys jimmy buckets like we are so fortunate to be able to have seen this caliber of talent just in our life in our lifetimes so to everyone out there who thinks Braun is the GOAT, power to you. You're wrong. Yeah. But I appreciate <laughs> your enthusiasm. And I understand I understand where you're coming from. I do. Yeah. But you just don't know. Go youngins. This is my closing thoughts. Go watch the last dance. Go watch it. You'll be inspired. You'll also know what we watched when we were growing up i mean i I, when i watched that documentary literally my eyes were just wide open bright-eyed i felt like i was a kid again and you know lebron james i want to say that like he's definitely the greatest player of this era of this time he's also someone who has had the player empowerment era so when you see a lot of teams or a lot of players switching teams and stuff like that. That's that's LeBron James is doing. That's that's what he. So when your favorite player leaves your team, just know, know why. <laughs> just know it's LeBron. It's James Bron's fault. fault. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you know, I I do have one last one last thing to say. Um, you had asked when we started th- this particular conversation, what does Bron have to do to become the goat? And I and I think. Um, the real answer is that he's got to beat the Monstars. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, probably <laughs> like if he beats the Monstars <laughs> by 50 some points, Jordan didn't do that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I mean, he is going to come out with Space Jam, so we'll see how he does oh, yeah, against he the Monstars, I guess. Uh-oh. Tim, you might I be feel like when wrong. I said that, that, that went right over your guys' heads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, what? The Monstars? What is that? <laughs> I think for LeBron James to be the best, he's got to win six. I mean, sorry, he's got to win seven. Straight up. He's got to win more yeah. chips than Jordan. That's for him to be like in the conversation. Um Okay, yeah. but I he's he's put himself in good position. I mean, having that longevity and being able to play like a Tom Brady. Tom Brady's already the goat. He's lost championships, but now he's won more than Joe Montana, right? That's a, mm-hmm. that was his competition was Joe Montana. So he's got a same. He's got to follow the same blueprint. He's got to he's got to have more championships than Michael Jeffrey Jordan. All right, perfect. He's, he's got to go back to Cleveland and win some more chips. Go back. There we go. For the third time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm coming home. All right. Keep, again. again. <laughs> keep thinking. Get those creative juices going for you guys because uh, my next question, you know, correlates to what we've been talking about, which is, you know, greatness. And mm-hmm. last week yeah. we briefly discussed MVP talk. And I wanted to ask 
our host here, you know, everyone has their own kind of list of what makes an MVP. There have even been like on some sports talk shows where they complain that there's no like real definition of what makes an MVP. It's become too complicated. So I wanted to ask you two, hmm. let's, let's just make it simple. If you had to explain it to, you know, your kids, to like a casual basketball fan, name me three measurements, you know, measurables, or three characteristics that make you an MVP candidate. I mean, I think you got to start out with your points per game. I mean, you have to be efficient. So I guess that's kind of two of them, right? Like, you have to be efficient with the ball. You've got to be one of the top scorers in the league. I think you got to be on a winning team. You can't... I don't think the MVP can be scraping the bottom of the barrel. Mm. Uh, Even if he's scoring 50 points a game, you know. Um... I, I guess that would be my three is efficiency. Well, okay. Let me back up. It's going to be efficiency being on a winning team. And I think you have to, you might have to take into account the win shares too. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to sort of echo what you said. Um, definitely has to be on a winning team. Like we're talking about top three in the league like not just in your conference you got to be top three in the league i mean i think you at least sorry not to butt in but i think no, you at ahead. least have to be in the playoffs like that's yeah. that's like bare minimum in the playoffs and probably a top seed in the like within the top t- two or three seeds right right and i think another thing is, is that your your player usage needs to be like in the top 10 so you gotta be handling the rock you gotta be distributing you gotta be calling plays you gotta be doing it all pretty much Mm -hmm. for your team so your usage rating needs to be like super duper high top 10 and then I also think since this award generally goes to offensive players I wanna say not particularly defensive players Mm -hmm. You gotta be a high-scoring player, mm-hmm. very high-score playing, high-scoring player. I don't know what number I could put on this. Probably still top ten, I would assume. Mm-hmm. Okay, so give me. I know you and Tim said uh, top scoring because scoring is probably one of the measurables that everyone looks at. Mm-hmm. So yeah. tell me, like first in scoring, second scoring. Give me like a measurable. I mean, you gotta. In my mind's eye, you got to be top three. Okay. That's probably more correct than what I said. I said top ten. That's probably too loose. I mean, top. Okay, I. We'll meet in the middle. We'll say top five. I would say top okay. five at least, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Would you guys argue that, for example, like a candidate such as Kawhi and Greek Freak, because they're they, you know considered them MVPs because of their defense so that balanced it out or that's not so much of a it could be I mean so here's here's the thing though like they're so good on defense or maybe it's I mean here's here's what I struggle with is like yes they look really good on defense but is it also a product of the fact that most of the league just isn't very good on defense (laughs) that's also true. true Yeah, that's also true. I think just the way that the NBA is now, um, it definitely favors offensive players. Mm -hmm. And I think when you see someone who is still achieving great defense, it's really, really impressive. So I think that's why Kawhi and Antetokounmpo are in those conversations. Mm -hmm. Well, and when's the last time you saw Giannis get smothered on defense? Like, who can actually guard Giannis? Yeah. Like, who can stop him when he wants to just attack the rim over and over again? I mean, I think that's His... that's also something that needs to be taken into account. You know, when you when you say, like, pick three, like, obviously, it's hard to just pick somebody off of three measurables, right? But, like, there's also the immeasurables. 
I think. Like, Giannis is such a specimen. Like, yeah, he's already... Freak. he's Yeah, he's such a freak. <laughs> he's, he's already in the conversation just based off of his athleticism and aggression. I'm glad yeah. I'm glad you yeah. you brought that up the immeasurables. But I think the media doesn't look at it like that. They're all about the numbers, right? Right. Yeah. So, um Let's go ahead as a trio right now, what would be the number 1 before we get into the list? The number 1 The number 1 characteristic, the top. If if we're going through a list of they need to have blank, what's the top? Oh, okay, like the most important the stat most important for them to stat. have. I think it's got to be scoring. Okay. Yeah, if we're if we're talking box score, like not like mm-hmm. not like advanced analytics stuff. Yeah. Scoring. It's got to be scoring. Okay. Yeah. And then second, assists. I mean, yeah, if we're just going straight basic box score. Mm-hmm. Efficiency. Like, would you like, guys like say efficiency? Ro- well. I mean efficiency, oh. yeah, that would be good. Yes, yeah, yes. I would go efficiency, one hundred percent. Yeah. Okay, and then really quickly, we'll do third characteristic, which is any anything you wanted to add before I ask you guys my next series of questions. I think, man, I want to add some sort of defense in there. Like I want to add like blocking or steals. So you do want to add defense. I mean, of but course I really you want to, to add defense, but the I mean, when you when you like what you Man. said, like it, it favors the offensive players, right? Yes. Right. Right. So, so it's got to be like assists, right? Okay. It's got to be it's got to be something that benefits the team, and I think as far as stats that ben- make the most uh, difference on the team, it's got to be assists. Ooh, I yeah. like that. Yeah. So we have. We'll go with assists. Points. We have efficiency, like a 50, 40, 90 player. And the third stat, you make your teammates better. I love that. Yes. Good job, boys. <laughs> yeah. Very good job. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's break it down. So, Oh, I thought he was about to tell us, you're wrong. <laughs> you're incorrect. <laughs> All right, cool. So um, I have... I have a few like statistics and we could just quickly break down if you agree or disagree. So for points, the leaders are the following. I have as of today, it's Curry, then Beal, then Greek Freak, then Dame, then Zach Levine. Who would you take out of the MVP? Probably Zach Levine. I oh, know yeah. Chicago heads will probably hate, but like out of the MVP yeah, race? Yeah, out of the MVP. Zach Levine. 100% Levine. Okay. Would, Zach Levine. Would you recategorize your MVP candidacy between... So Curry's one, Bill's two, Giannis is three, and Dame's four. Tim, you're going to put Dame one, right? Just out of points? Like if we're just talking about so points, this is, like scoring? This is points, so... the. the the do- ranking I told you was in points, but now I want you to rank it. Who would you put above for MVP votes for you? Well, of course I'm going to vote for Dane. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen what he's done this season. Don't you of course dare. I'm going to vote for him. Question me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jun, go ahead. Dumb question. Next. Okay, okay so, so, so name, name the four again. So it's Curry, Bill, Greek... Greek Freak and Dame. Man. I'm I might go with Greek Freak. Okay. I know that's very boring and very that's not a sexy pick. It's an easy pick though. It's an easy pick. I mean the guy's not doing it with three pointers. Okay. Yeah. He's not. Alright, but I mean that's yeah. But like out of that's, out of that's it. out of those four guys, like who who makes the most impact? Like who creates the most impact for their team? All right, just wait on wait because we're going. Okay, I'm waiting. Our list first. I'm waiting. So the but busted bucket podcast listed player efficiency number two, right? Yeah. For their most character, most important okay. characteristics. Yep. So yep. now <clears throat> it's Joker one, MB two, Greek Freak three. And Dame sits at six, and Curry at eight. Oh, 
man. So now, wow. at least they're top 10 with Dame and Steph, but they're no longer top 3. Jun, your、mm-hmm. pick at Greek Freak sits at 3. Are you still writing、yeah. with Greek Freak with your number one pick for MVP? I think I, think I gotta stick with <laughs> okay, Tim. If we're talking, I mean, I gotta put myself in a box there. Tim, are you with your BFF? <laughs> yeah, tell him why he's wrong、it. and why Dame should be above Greek Freak. As, so, we're looking at player efficiency rating. I mean, how many, how many injuries on Giannis's team has there been? Like, what? True. Like, I understand where we're going with、True. this. Like, I understand the stats, like, like just focusing on the stats.、Mm-hmm. And, and the problem is, is you can't. Only focus on the stats because there are so many other factors that come into the MVP race. Like, yeah, like how's how's the Greeks team doing right now? Like, I I, I don't know. I'm asking, like, <clears throat> somebody、yeah. Google search that because I, I have、you. not been paying attention to the East Coast. They are, they are third, third, third yeah. Okay, so they're third.、Mm-hmm. So they're third place. Uh, I haven't really heard of them dealing with many injuries.、Um, yeah. They're third place in, in the East with a fully healthy roster for the most part. No key right. injuries, right? Where are the Blazers sitting right now? Like sixth? Sixth. So the Blazers,、right. the Blazers are sixth in the West, the stacked West, missing. Three starters for basically the entire first half of the season. Yeah. And how many, how many points? So, if we're going to go with points, I'm going to make you guys do a lot of work right here. How many points is Giannis averaging per game? <laughs> Don't What's you Giannis' ever stats here? Question. <laughs> <laughs> how many points is Giannis averaging per game versus how many points is Dame averaging per game? I think Dame's up at like 29 points a game or something, right? So, for total、uh, points, I'm having fun doing this. So, total points,、uh, the Greek Freak has 926. Okay. While Dame has 924. Like, two point、okay. difference. So, it's, it's negligible, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yet, yet, Dame has zero help. And they're still sixth. All right. Yeah. I mean, I know Greek Freak was supposed to be my, my pick, but I'm going to stand on the table for Dame a little bit. Because, yeah, the guy has no help. And if you want to talk about player efficiency rating, how about we talk about player efficiency rating when it comes to the final five minutes in the fourth quarter? For sure. Because he has done it. Time and time again, where it is Dame time, and he is just putting the nail in the coffin. And I think if you want to talk about being the most important player on any team, it's gotta be Dame Lillard. I mean, I know Giannis is, I mean, he's an absolute freak, but Dame is a freak in his own right, too. I mean, I don't see anyone. Doing the things that Dame Lillard does in crunch time with less. I mean. Well, and here's the thing Giannis is the most important player for his team. It's gotta be. Dame is the most important player for the, the Trailblazers. How many. So you, you wanna take in, like, in my head here, I'm thinking, I'm just spitballing here. You wanna see what the win shares are. Between the two of them, how、yep. many points they're responsible for on average. I don't even know if that's like a, an advanced stat you can look up or not, but. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got you guys like, for our third characteristic, which will help with any of these doubts about Dame, right? But it'll provide some like perspective too. So we have, I believe, two stats. That could provide clarity about what makes you a better teammate. And that's assist percentage, which is、mm-hmm. um, when this person's on the floor,、um, what's the percentage of them looking 
for an assist. Or okay. we could just go straight up assist per game. I'm more of a fan of assist percentage. Can we go with that as our measure? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Dame is actually top 10 for that. So whenever he's on the floor, he is at 38% of the time looking for the other man. And you know, they don't have, he's been like taking care of the rock too, man. shooting the rock. Mm-hmm. But this is where people might, you know, get high blood pressure, like what I had earlier. Where's today. Giannis? Thanks, Tim. And Luca is number one. Trey Young number two. Okay. And Russell Westbrook three. And James Harden. I need to mention James, James Harden, Harden because he's averaging ten assists. Not an All Star. Not not an All Star. And he's at four. <laughs> and he also has KD he's an, and he's an All Star. He's just not a starter. He's He's just not a start. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so I, you know, I, I, I love talking basketball with you, and you know, we we broke it down in simple terms, and I think we did a really great job, which is we look for points, right? We yeah. look for efficiency, which is like you know, you could always score how many points, but you got to be efficient with the rock too, right? Mm-hmm. And then we look into assist because you gotta make your teammates better as well and of course we could we can't there are the there are the immeasurables which we totally understand and thank you tim for mentioning that so with that being said um mvp picks it's halfway through the season we've talked about our mvp picks the very first pod i remember what we all said it's great to circle back now now that we're halfway through the season, about halfway, who are you guys riding with for your MVP pick? Do I need to say something? And don't you dare <laughs> question <laughs> I mean, that's just my pick. I mean, uh, here's, yeah. the problem is it's probably not going to happen. Probably won't happen. I mean, if, Unfortunately. I, if I was a betting man, I mean, of course I'm going to go Giannis, right? I mean, I don't. I mean, actually, if I was a betting man, it'd probably be LeBron James because yeah. he's got the most media hype on him for the MVP this year. It's like yeah. they want to do him but, justice but the, for the other times that they didn't give it to him. Well, like let me but ask the, you. But guys. the thing is, you already said it before that that the media leans towards the East anyway. Yeah. In the NBA, so it's probably going to be someone from the East. So I think Giannis will probably be the the best pick there. Do you guys feel like MVP should be best player in the league or best person or or player with the best stats? And before you answer, perfect examples, you know, include when LeBron beat Curry or Curry beat LeBron for the MVP candidates, when Shaq lost to Steve Nash. And you know how Shaq always hates on Steve Nash, right? (laughs) Do you two believe that? Stats don't matter. Give it to the dude that's the best on his squad. Or do you think stats are the measurables? You play the game. You 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 proved your work. Give it to that person. I think you got to take it all into account. I, I don't... I mean, if you're saying, like, the best... What do you mean by the best player? Like, if you're the best player on your team, wouldn't the stats back that up too like like what are you saying like if you're the best player on your team but you're a garbage team and you're still scoring 50 points do you give it to him versus a guy who's on a winning team and scores maybe 30 points well like lebron had he didn't have the best stats 2015 2016 2017 Mm -hmm. 2018 but everyone's gonna say he's the best player in the league should he get mvp every year i think the time that i figured out that the media is very stat heavy with this voting is when Russell Westbrook averaged a triple double and won the MVP when James Harden took his team I I want to say number 2 in the west whilst like averaging a ridiculous amount of points I want to say it was like pretty close to 40 points and 10 assists a game he was just absolutely absurd that year and his impact was 
crazy. I mean, like, he was the most used player probably ever. Ever. I mean, and I guess I guess on the on the flip side of the coin, though, you could always say, like, maybe it should go to the guy with the best stats because if you've got a guy averaging a crazy triple-double for an entire season, that's, like, almost unheard of, right? Right. I mean, you you literally would have to do something like that in order to impress enough to win the MVP, I guess. I, yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, Should that, they even that have was... give it, give, gave him the MVP if you're not even the top five seed? You're sixth or seventh. That's where I was sort of headed, is that he he wasn't winning at a very high clip, though, mm-hmm. like compared to like other people that may have deserved the MVP. So I want to say... I guess it's a mixture of everything. Triple double, that's a really difficult job to do even for Feet. one game. But to average right. a year. Yeah. But it's like what we all discussed in the beginning of this pod, which is what matters. Yeah, and what and, matters and I, is winning. I think it's winning. And cause that's the thing, man. Like you could be on a team averaging a triple double every season and still be one of the worst teams in the league year after year. Like, does that scream MVP to you? Because that that doesn't scream MVP to me. (laughs) It's like, you know, and I want to circle back to, like, what we talked about in the beginning of the pod when we play pickup. You could have, like, the best player on your squad. He has the most, most dimes, most points, gets the boards. But you hate playing with him. You guys, we, you lose... Yeah, man, that's right. the problem. Like, right, you can right. get a guy that, that gets these crazy stats and you still lose. Does that really mean he's the MVP, <laughs> you know, just based off of his stats? Like, if you're if you're going to go for a guy, like, he could, he could move to a winning team and screw up that team completely, and then he's still in the same spot he was before, and that team has now uh, been the beneficiaries of some selfish play, is what I see. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll sort of ride the to- the coattails on that. I mean, you gotta win, like you have to win, and I think that that sort of was a anomaly that I I mentioned with Russell Westbrook. I don't think necessarily they always reward stats because I mean that's really the only example that I have that was like it was so absurd, like averaging a triple double that they had to give it to him. They had like basically no other choice because it hadn't mm-hmm. been done since the big o right and like me mentioning to the big o the youngins might not even know who i'm talking about do you, they might not even know oscar robertson do you both think that the i know i know this is some hater talk but you know the season after russ got the mvp he had similar stats and he wasn't even in the top yeah. three of MVP conversation. Do you think right. those voters regretted it? I think they sort of spent they were spent <laughs> on on voting for Russell Westbrook. I think they were like, "All right, did it one time. We're good. We're good here." Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think yeah. when when you do something that that either hasn't been done before, or hasn't been done for a long time for, you know, the the majority of a season, like you're you're probably going to get um those votes but as soon as someone sees it as like a a regular thing it's kind of like a what have you done for me lately like like what else can you do besides hunt these these stats right like what else can you do to benefit your team versus just basically play one on five yeah and you know i'm i'm actually going to give us the final question here i'm gonna say if you're a betting man you had a million dollars to bet on the MVP for this year. Who is it going to be? Tim, I'll have you go first. LeBron James. JJ. Steph Curry. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> why you, why what a homer. Gotta... <laughs> I, I got I to gotta get Tim his blood pressure up. <laughs> Color revenge. You know, if I'm... <laughs> A betting man. I'm gonna go with LeBron James. 
Oh my god. There's a BFF connection here. <laughs> I got your back, BFF. <laughs> With that being said, I want to give another shout out to JJ for being a guest on our pod, asking us question, picking our brains. JJ, thank you very much, man. Hey, thank you, gentlemen. Youngins, listen to your Uncle Tim, your Uncle Jun, <laughs> words of the wise. But give them a hard time, too. That's good. And RJ, our video producer, thank you for giving us video, my friend. And our last thank you goes to, of course, our fans, the Bucket Busters, always replying to us on Twitter, always watching the games with us. Oh, wait, before we go, before we go. Yes. We have to announce a winner for the giveaway. We had a giveaway going. We had two Blazers pints that we are giving away as long as you answered our question on Twitter. And Tim, Tim has the winner for us. So Twitter user Randy underscore Savage was actually the only one to get it right when he said uh, Sharif Abdur Rahim was the player in the picture that we posted. So congratulations, Randy Congrats. Savage. Oh hit yeah, us, Randy hit us, Savage. <laughs> hit, us, uh, hit us with a DM and we'll get that sent to you ASAP. Yes, congratulations, Randy. With that being said, Tim, what you got to say? That's it for this episode. Don't forget to rate, follow, and subscribe if you're digging what we're saying. Remember to stay safe out there, Rip City. We'll catch you next time on the Busted Bucket Podcast. Thanks for listening. Oh, yeah. Randy Savage. <laughs> <laughs>